The following program does not offer personal medical advice. Please consult your doctor before using any treatment or product we cover. Welcome to Go to Health Radio with your host, Jonathan Marks. We provide a welcoming environment where experts educate you on important health topics, answer your questions, and provide information from which you can benefit in consultation with your doctor. And now, here is Jonathan Marks. Hey everyone, this is Jonathan Marks from GoToHealth Media. Our show today is called The Poetry and Blessings of Chronic Illness with Abby Kaplan, MD. It's a beautiful combination of poetry, illness, and medicine as seen through the eyes of a physician who is also a patient with Crohn's disease. Her perspective on life and her award-winning poetry are exquisite. But before we start our show today, I wanted to take a few moments personally with you to share some updates and thoughts. First, we are so happy with the growing popularity of the Go to Health show. We are heard in 36 countries. More and more fascinating guests are coming on the show to share their expertise, products, and services, which can help you elevate your life. Second, we are developing an app, which I will announce shortly. You'll be able to download the app and watch or listen to our show conveniently on your mobile phone. We're very excited about that, so stay tuned for updates. We have also recently won two awards for our Go to Health show. The first is from the Education 2.0 Annual Conference, where we won the award for Outstanding Leadership in Education and Learning. We also won the award for Best Health Communications and Education from the European Global Health and Pharma Association. Wow, we are so grateful for this recognition. What really keeps us going, however, is you, our audience. Our vision is to help you improve your health and elevate your life with expert health news you can use. This is part of our 20-year effort to improve health and medical communications among the public as well as health professionals. We train the U.S. Centers for Disease Control in effective health communications. We help patients with Attention Deficit and Hyperactive Disorder, or ADHD, to learn more about living productive lives. We have also trained 33,000 health professionals in how to diagnose and treat adults with ADHD. You can visit our website at ADHDinadults.com. You can also look us up on YouTube, ADHD in Adults, and you'll see 70 of our videos there, which have been watched over 700,000 times. We also share the important research of 18 European university hospitals who are studying the connection between your lifestyle and your mental health, how what you eat and your exercise habits can help you feel better mentally and emotionally. You can learn more at NewBrainNutrition.com. We also produce webinars for health professionals at a large continuing medical education website called eMed Events. And of course, we now have our weekly GoToHealth show, which has been downloaded more than 20,000 times in 36 countries. So thank you, our listeners, for enjoying our GoToHealth show. You can visit us at gotohealthmedia.com, where you can watch all our shows in video, get updates, and let us know what kinds of shows you'd like us to produce. 
so that we can elevate your life with expert health news you can use. Thanks so much for listening. And now on to this week's show, The Poetry and Blessings of Chronic Illness with Abby Kaplan, MD. Hey, everybody, this is Jonathan Marks with Go to Health, and welcome back to the show. We're so excited to have you here. You know, every once in a while, we invite a health expert on the show who's also engaged in the arts. While medical science is the language of facts, research, data, diagnosis, and treatment, the arts is the language of the heart. And when we combine the language of medicine with the language of art, we round out our total human experience to combine factual knowledge with emotional, social, and spiritual insight. We have the pleasure today of speaking with a practicing physician who expresses herself in the language of poetry. She has just published a book of poems titled, A Doctor Only Pretends, Poems About Illness, Death, and In-Between. Abby Kaplan, MD, is a physician and practices mind-body medicine in San Francisco, California. In addition to being a doctor, she's also a poet who captures what is going on inside the body and combines it with extraordinary insight into what is also going on inside the soul. She's been a finalist for the Rash Award in Poetry, the Anna Davidson Rosenberg Poetry Award, a semi-finalist for the Willow Run Poetry Book Award, and an award recipient of the San Francisco Poets 11, and a nominee for Best New Poets, Best of the Net, and the Pushcart Prize, the Best of Small Press, and the Most Honored Literary Project in America. Abby also lives with a chronic health condition, which informs her work as both a physician, patient, and poet. So welcome to the show, Abby. How are you today? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. You know, I thought we could start off the show with one of your poems, which I'd like you to read first, and then we'll discuss the poem from the collection, A Doctor Only Pretends, is called Quan Yin. So why don't you read that for us, Abby? Sure. Quan Yin. A doctor only pretends to understand the soul's transmissions through the stethoscope. The placement of bell and drum on bare chest, simple human breath, co-mingling with clicks of worry, raspings of self-reproach, the unpredictable beat of chronic confusion. The details don't matter when loneliness is undone. And the siren I hear through the window reminds me of that normal day when illness held me upside down by my feet and slapped my behind until bright pennies of pain emptied me. Misery comes cheap, and to survive, you must study those bangs of false belief about who you are that blind your third eye. Make your hard pilgrimage from the realm of nightmare into the space of a quiet room bird calls and dogs barking in the distance. Everyone who lives long enough slips into the pit, even my neighbor, who screwed up his face when I said Crohn's disease later stroked out, and he did not merit my story, how I awoke from my dying to another existence, where water and sand cradled my feet the gulls cried to give comfort, 
and I sang the sea's own. Thank you. There are so many images that come up in that. What what prompted, what, what inspired this poem? Well, I was uh, sitting in a room um, and uh, in my house and where I had, it was after um, the, uh, the pandemic started and I had moved my office um, back home. And there was a Kuan Yin statue that I had brought from my office. Hmm. Yeah, and um, and uh, that's uh, what started it. Just just uh, looking at that Kuan Yin, the Chinese goddess of compassion, hmm. remembering what brought me to my work. And tell us a little bit about that story. What did bring you to your work? Well, when I was in my early thirties, I was finishing up my pediatric residency and I got quite sick and it took several years to finally be diagnosed with Crohn's disease, mm -hmm. which is an autoimmune disease that affects the intestine as well as other parts of the body. And at that point, I really had to get reoriented and I found, of course, a really good counselor to help me mm -hmm. at that time. And, and I started to explore, explore other ways of healing and guided imagery and yoga, and uh, it's just been a journey since then. So you really take a, a multimodal approach to healing. So it's not just conventional Western medicine, but it also sounds like you've delved into Eastern mm -hmm. medicine and other meditative practices. Over the years, yes, over the years. And I actually decided I wanted to become a counselor and help other people. Hmm. Uh, with chronic illness, autoimmune disease in particular. Uh, that's where the body sets up an inflammatory condition and you get things like Crohn's disease. I got a master's in counseling psychology uh, and uh, then opened my practice. Mm, nice. And so you work with uh, clients, I guess remotely, um, <laughs> who have chronic disease? Mm -hmm. Yes. Right. Yes. And so you basically do counseling and coaching? Right. And there are different modalities that I've used. And, and for the past 10 years, I've been using a certain modality called voice dialogue, but that's a whole other topic of conversation. Right. So Abby, one of the things I first noticed in your poem that you just read was listening through the stethoscope. And I know that you, again, you're bridging the world of medical science, but also expressive arts. Tell us the kind of experience you had when you listen through a stethoscope as you're with a patient? So when I listen to a, a patient's chest or I put the stethoscope on, there's kind of a ritual involved and, and it feels bigger than just my listening for pathology and the patient being quiet. There's kind of a connection, a heart connection. And what happens and, and what I describe in the poem is that loneliness is undone. I think the hardest thing mm -hmm. of having a chronic illness is that you're often alone in the experience because no one else can, can have the same experience. Mm -hmm. and, and that's really what happens when there's that connection like that, that it doesn't matter 
the pathology, if you hear anything that's wrong, I mean, yes, but, but it's uh, a connection where loneliness is undone. Mm -hmm. and, Even in those short few moments of the visit, you're yeah. really able to be together. Yeah, yeah. And when I get my heart listened to, I, I feel like it's the same thing. I feel like somebody's there putting, connecting to my heart and being there with me, mm -hmm. even if it's just for those few moments. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. That's really beautiful. And there's also a sense of when there's this, let's say, upset or anxiety or whatever you want to call it about having a disease, that it's still daily life that continues. Mm -hmm. And I got that sense from the poem as well, that even as you're dealing with a disease, life is still going on and you are still living in this world and it's a daily occurrence. Can you talk about that? Yeah, it's about finding those spaces, like between the dogs barking and, you know, uh, I forgot what I have here, bird calls, you know, there's, there's that moment of being quiet and, uh, being part of the world and and feeling connected to something larger than yourself. Mm. Um, that's also very healing. Mm -hmm. do, do you find that patients can have that perspective even during the middle of chronic disease? I think that's the work. That's mm. the work is um, being with a patient or client, I call my, mm -hmm. my clients, <laughs> um, mm -hmm. being with them and and exploring what what matters to them and how they can uh, connect to something larger than than themselves they need to find that for themselves each person does mm. and they're just different levels of of being with someone um, who's exploring that mm -hmm. and do you find that a lot of people can find that bigger sense of the world or bigger sense of what part they play or you know that they can come up out of their disease and out of their discomfort to realize a bigger perspective yes very often yeah, yeah. and and being in that um mode allows the body to rest actually mm. and mm. and feel a sense of well-being of calm and allow and can allow i won't say it always but it can allow uh the body to have um a way to respond in a way that's healing mm. so it's really a sense of a relaxation coming up out of yourself realizing that there's a bigger world out there that you're part of right right and for every person that journey is different mm -hmm. and i would also think having that perspective helps in their healing, as you just mentioned. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what at the end of the poem, uh, you know, I was just when I was, uh, you know, 30 years ago, or whatever, more than 30 years, kind of finding my place in all of this, and it shifts over the years, it's shifted. Mm -hmm. But at that time, just walking on a San Francisco beach, and hearing the gulls and, and just being uh, away from everything else but the world around me 
mm-hmm. at that moment. Would you read another poem for us, Abby? And this is about a different kind of health challenge. It's the one that I love is ways to know your father has Alzheimer's. Okay. Can you share that with us? Oh, I'd be happy to. Yes. So this is about my father. Mm. Ways to know your father has Alzheimer's. When he starts giving your mother the wrong pills, and after she dies, not from the pills, but cancer, when he adopts a man living on the streets and meets him at midnight to help him start a sewing business. When six months later he tells you he's given this man at least $30,000 and to a woman he met in a Walmart parking lot over $80,000 who says she'll kiss him after they marry. When he calls to tell you his cat has been missing for three weeks, the neighbors complaining about streets littered with lost cat signs, later learning He unloosed reams of them onto their driveways, and you enter his house, see the stiff carcass by the heating vent, Mm -hmm. and you have to air out the living room. When he tells you he loves eating canned olives for dinner and recommends you try it. When he takes your daughter to the children's museum but misses the exit, ends up on the Golden Gate Bridge and makes a U-turn in the middle when he talks his way out of a ticket and still has his driver's license despite the psychiatrist's report. When you've moved him to assisted living and you drop nail clippers into your pocket before each visit. When on President's Day he doesn't recognize the cartoon drawing of Abraham Lincoln in the dining room display. When you watch an attendant tie a blue bib around his neck at the table, and he's not embarrassed. When you are together, looking through an art book in the rec room, and you turn the page to a painting by Rembrandt, Christ on the Cross, and your father, once a respected university professor, says, oh my gosh, what happened to him? Wow. I was with you on every one of those images. This is an experience you went through. These were all true events. Yeah, all true. Wow. And only a a small portion. (laughs) Yes, I'm sure there were many more, right? Oh, that's that's so difficult. So, So tell us, what are the feelings that come up for you, you know, as you kind of catalog these different instances? Is it a feeling of helplessness? Is it, what, what do you feel? I think I feel, first of all, compassion for myself for having lived through that. Mm. And I think that the poem honors more my experience of of all the stress that I went through, trying to support him and do what was right and and kind of getting uh, derailed periodically. Society, you know, by, by the people who didn't take away his driver's license. Um, you know, it's a struggle that people go through. Yeah. And and the, also the people who want to defraud the elderly. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. All of that. So that's what I feel when I when I read this. I'm kind of honoring my experience. Yes. Yes. 
And, you know, I know, um, I remember when um, uh, my parents passed, my sister and I spoke about it, and um, she got the insight from another physician that even when your parents going through something difficult, and there's really nothing you can do, that really our role is to be a witness to what's happening for them and for you that you're really, as you said before, you're cutting through the loneliness there and just being with somebody and being a witness for what they're experiencing. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, so beautifully said. Yeah. Good. So we're talking with Abby Kaplan, MD. She's a physician and poet, and we will be back with some more poems from Abby in just a few minutes after these messages. Listen for Go to Health Radio, featuring host Jonathan Marks and health experts from around the world who bring evidence-based education from Western, alternative, and holistic practices. We bring together you, seeking relevant and proven information for your healthcare needs and reputable healthcare experts and companies who offer quality education for your benefit. Monthly, we also share continuing education for medical professionals. Listen live every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Variety. You are listening to Go to Health Radio. To reach Jonathan Marks or his guest expert on the live program, call in to 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. You may also send an email to Jonathan Marks at gotohealthmedia.com. Now, back to this week's show. Okay, welcome back to the show. This is Jonathan Marks with Go to Health, and we're talking today with Abby Kaplan, MD, who's a physician and practices mind-body medicine in San Francisco, California, and is also an award-winning poet. So Abby, share with us some of the successful ways in which some of your clients have coped with chronic disease, which may be very challenging to have physically, but how do they get past this and live through a day? What, what are some of the examples of what you've seen? I, I've seen people cope um, and coping by using, for example, for pain, using guided imagery on a regular basis. Um, and that means using your imagination to put yourself into uh, a space that's safe, that's free of, of pain and, and, and using it in different ways. But mm-hmm. And also with just finding the passion that ignites ignites each person. What is that passion? A lot of people don't know what that is. So they might find that uh, doing some kind of Chinese movement meditation like Qigong mm-hmm. is very helpful. Um, painting. Uh, I have client a client that goes for painting classes and... Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, writing. I used to to lead a mind body health writing class, mm. the bookstore around the corner, and uh, and having people just be given prompts, uh, write, and then share their experiences um, from the writing. So all those kind of remind me that it's really a way to take yourself away from the physical, the focus on the physical. Mm-hmm. part of the body that may be hurting or ailing or not working right 
but really going off more into a using your mind and, and creativity to be more creative. Right. And, and the word coping is not my favorite word okay. um, because it, I, I consider this, um, but sometimes, you know, you'll hear people say, you know, if I hadn't gotten that illness, you know, I wouldn't have done this. And so it, it mm. really is about finding what is the gift, even mm. though it's a, not a, one of your choosing. Um, what that process of finding the gift is, is what matters. Hmm. And it's more about self growth, and what you're learning and, and all the ways that different that people learn about themselves about the world about, you know, what their contribution really is. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, if I hadn't gotten Crohn's disease, I, I don't know that I would have ever turn to writing hmm. and I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you. Hmm. So what I'm hearing is there's a blessing in, uh, in disease or chronic conditions, but you have to find it. Right. Right. And, and that's something that, um, you know, the Rachel Naomi Remen, um, who wrote kitchen table wisdom, hmm. my grandfather's blessings. She, she talks about that a lot, finding the blessing. Hmm and things. Very cool. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Would you read us another poem? Mm -hmm. um, let's see, there's one that uh, you've called splinted, which I think is about osteoarthritis. Yes. And this is a recent poem, because uh, the past year in 2021, I had two surgeries on, oh. on my um, toes. And mm. And uh, I had to be non-weight bearing for six weeks each time. Oh, wow. Um, so yeah, so health issues are ongoing. And so there's always a learning splinted. Quads shivering, bearing the weight of non-weight bearing, reaching for the tossed rock of osteoarthritis on a single leg, like a schoolgirl. The only Muscles alive, the crying ones on your face. No one said it would be a straight line of three squares on the blacktop to hopscotch forward and back these six weeks. No one warned you'd be cast into a dark hovel, left foot bound, hot sweat between your toes, the pincers pinch of a screwed joint. In this moment of your body's reconstruction, it doesn't matter that you haven't bathed, that the curtains you bought last week remind you now of your ancient aunt's apartment when you were a child, her rotting breath as she held your face to better see you through her cataracts. But each day, small gratitudes seep into this pan of pain bubble and dance like water landing on hot oil. Striped dahlias in blue glass. The friend who checks in every afternoon. The husband who makes the bed, brings you breakfast, holds you as you lean back on the good foot, bending your knee to slither to the carpet. After two weeks, you can scooch downstairs Mount your green knee scooter to careen through the dining room where you are seven again. Mm. 
and your father is running to catch up with you on your Schwinn, pink and white ribbons flowing from the handles, his cheers echoing along the hardwood floors. <clears throat> wow. Every one of these evokes so many images. It's, it's really amazing. Yeah, so the insight that I'm having from this is that, you know, when you have some kind of an illness or surgery or whatever, it really just takes over your, your current life for the moment while you heal. And that you really have to take that time to, to heal and rest. But there are so many images that I hear going through your life. And I can imagine uh, going through my mind because I've been bedridden at different points in my life that it really helps give you perspective on your life and, and where you're going to go next. Yeah, definitely. And perspective and also a new respect for the body. Um, that I had to maneuver on one foot for six weeks mm. um, and, and get and work muscles I had never worked before. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, and every movement I had to think about. And I don't usually think about that, you know, normally as we go through the day, we just count on our arms moving and our legs moving. And, but to think about every movement I had to make. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of people have to do that all mm -hmm. the time. And, and it doesn't, and they're not better after six weeks. They can't, you know. Right. And how is, how is it different for you with all your medical knowledge when you are thinking about all these movements? Do you have a, does it give you a special insight? Does it make you more humble? Does it, what's the, com, what's the combination here between your training and your experience? Well, I have to say, I'm just Abby Kaplan. And I just, okay. I'm experiencing that at that moment. And I'm trying to help myself and trying to find a way to get not get back, but trying to find a way to find the gift and mm -hmm. eat, eat. And of course, when you're in pain, it's really hard to find the gift. Mm -hmm. um, and, and you can't. Right. Oftentimes, some people are amazing. I have a client who is in chronic pain, severe pain all the time for years, and she does find the gift. Mm. And that's to me is, um, amazing and you're when you talk about finding the gift it's not like one gift it's really each person's individual experience and and research and and searching exactly exactly can you yeah. share one way in which she found a gift through the pain yes because well I, she, she's also a writer and uh and for her that's key mm -hmm. and uh, and I don't want to give any more information, uh, just sure. keep it confidential, but, but yes, um, in many ways, uh, she finds community. She, she finds individuals to connect with, um, and she loves her backyard and her garden. Mm -hmm. you know, she does that. Mm -hmm. It's a constant finding and experiencing of the gifts. Good. So you're bringing up this again. Uh, not being alone, isolated, but really being in community, having people care for you, you caring for them. It's, it's really maintained, despite the pain, which can be so isolating, 
that mm-hmm. you're still being able to be social in some way. Right, right. You know, there's a lot that's put on patients with chronic illness by society. And mm. that has to be attended to as well. Say a little bit more about that. Well, I think even in in, uh, in Quan Yin, where I, I tell this guy on the street, you know, this neighbor, um, what I'm dealing with and and that I'm also going to uh, lead a group in mind-body health writing in a few moments. Uh-huh. He just, you know, screws up his face and ew, you know, mm-hmm. and, and that, you know, it can't happen to him, right? It couldn't happen to him. Right. Um, but of course it does. Yeah. Uh, but it's about uh, society conquering, you know, this is our John Wayne kind of mentality that we get through it, that we cure ourselves, we go back to the way to the way things were. Mm-hmm. And that's not the way it really works. Can you describe uh, an example of how it does work so that people get a better understanding? Yeah, that's where you don't run away from your experience or or berate yourself or um, come down on yourself for for not getting better. Mm-hmm. Um, which can happen. Patients go to the doctor, mm-hmm. and the doctors, you know, worked it and really worked hard to figure out what's wrong and can't find it, and then the patient feels that they're to blame. So that that needs to be worked through, and that's what I help people with. Got it. So you, what you're really highlighting is not only you experiencing this whole thing, it's how the uh, the rest of the world reacts to you. Yeah. Like if, I'm just thinking if you have cancer, I remember when my father did have cancer, he was very concerned about um, sharing it with anybody because he was concerned about people's judgments about what he was able or not able to do. And he was perfectly able to continue everything, but he was just, it was, uh, there was a lot of concern about what everybody else thought. Right, right. And for good reason. Mm-hmm. So how does a person who has chronic illness or cancer navigate the world so that they retain their whole sense of wholeness? Everyone's whole, but how do you, you retain that sense of your own sense of self? So Abby, would you read another poem for us? And the one that I also like is called Regret. Can you tell us what regret is about before you read it? Yeah, regret is about a physician who makes a medical error that costs someone's life, Mm. someone their life. Regret. Sometimes coastal fog is too bright, a jarring inferno of white fluorescence, like a hospital morgue at midnight, amplified in the polish of stainless steel. I have lived as a shore wolf baying in the dusk at the cirrus shrouds of heaven. With the wrong call, I once sent a child to the angels, my best intentions wrapped in a Macintosh blade and an endotracheal tube. Some called it medicine. I heard his mother weeping in the hallway and the boys quiet chest grew a worm in my nightmares. A mask of my mother hangs in the closet, and knowing my mother, she is ashamed that I did not live up to her potential. Listen, beyond her fading, reproving voice, 
past the angel still warm. The clock is ticking, and I am a fly, insisting itself against a damp bay window where mold sprouts in the pale afternoon, and another straggling day is swept from the room. Your poetry evokes such emotion. It's so beautiful. You know, it really just shares the humanity of, of healthcare professionals. I mean, you know, you go to see your doctor and you view them as the expert who's going to help you, but they're really just people <laughs> like the rest of us. And they have their successes and failures too. And it must be so difficult as a physician to, when you have a, an error like that that costs a life. It, uh, oof, it must, I don't know how much that ends careers, but um, it's something certainly you have to go through and I guess come out of that pain as well to find something bigger and a bigger purpose about what you're doing and that you're not perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And the only people who can really help you are other physicians, you know, who've been through the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, we are talking with Abby Kaplan, MD. She's a poet. She practices in San Francisco and um, she's a, just a wonderful poet. As you can see, she's won a number of awards. We're going to sh share more with you after this break and we'll tell you where you can learn more about Abby, her websites and where you can buy her book. And uh, we will be back right after these messages. So stay with us. Listen for Go To Health Radio. Featuring host Jonathan Marks and health experts from around the world who bring evidence-based education from Western, alternative, and holistic practices. We bring together you, seeking relevant and proven information for your healthcare needs and reputable healthcare experts and companies who offer quality education for your benefit. Monthly, we also share continuing education for medical professionals. Listen live every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Variety. You are listening to Go to Health Radio. To reach Jonathan Marks or his guest expert on the live program, call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Jonathan Marks at gotohealthmedia.com. Now, back to this week's show. Okay, we're back for our third segment with Dr. Abby Kaplan, MD. This is Jonathan Marks with Go to Health, and Abby is both a physician and a poet. And as you can hear uh, from the poem she read, she's incredibly sensitive and really is very, very open to what's going on, both emotionally, socially, spiritually when she works with patients. And this is a lot of the kind of work she does. And I want to share with you before she reads her, her last poem for our session today, I want to share with you um, her website. Her poetry website is abbycaplan.com. And that's A-B-B-Y-C-A-P-L-I-N, abbycaplan.com. That's her poetry website. And on that website, you can buy her book that she's reading from, which is called A Doctor Only Pretends. 
Um, if for some reason you can't get there, just go to Amazon and you can look up Abby Kaplan, A-B-B-Y-C-A-P-L-I-N. And you can look up the, the book called A Doctor Only Pretends. It's a really wonderful collection of poems with the insight of both, you know, a physician, a patient, and, um, and then just a poet. It's, there's just a really an amazing, uh, incredible combination of perspectives in this book. Abby also has um, her physician website, which is abbykaplanmd.com. She does work with patients remotely, but um, according to her licensure, she works with patients only in California. So if you live in California and would like to find out more about her, you can go to abbykaplanmd.com. Dot com. So Abby, if you could read your last poem for our show today, and this is one of my favorites. They're all wonderful, but this is, this is a kind of a funny one. It's called Ode to Health Nuts. And tell us a little bit about what inspired that poem. Oh, gosh. My father was always a health nut. Uh-huh. Um, he was uh, recommending to everyone vitamin C and shark cartilage. And he was one of the early joggers in the 1960s when oh, that wow. whole thing started. And sometimes I, it drove people crazy, but this is an ode <laughs> to him. Okay. <laughs> ode to health nuts for Sam. You plastered shaving cuts, carbuncles, and hernia scars with vitamin E tore off hunks of aloe, sucked the juice until your intestines spoke Spanish. Your fridges sprouted stainless steel bowls of bubbling sour yogurt and sauerkraut. You round circles around tracks, around your detractors, jump jacks with Jack LaLanne, binged on shark cartilage to avoid the big sea until the world had a shark shortage. But you swam your shark laps to keep moving, to keep living. And some of you even lived long enough to watch your minds erased. Today, I ponder my possible fate dealt by online tarot decks of genetic spread, a major arcana of Alzheimer's and macular degeneration. My kitchen drawers bulge with magnesium, omega-3 probiotics and vitamin D laced with equal parts science and hope. All hail to you, our prototypes, archetypes, guinea pigs and vanguards on whose shoulders we bless our nutrient-rich kale smoothies farm-to-table boulangeries, and locally roasted single-origin coffees. Farm to your mother, your mouth to me, cow to carnivore, to black bean soup, back to the woman in the paisley shirt and bell-bottoms, rolling up her sleeves, digging into her brown rice and tofu dinner. <laughs> that's a delight <laughs> that sounds like so many people i know <laughs> and i have to admit there's a certain part of me that i that i can relate to that as well having been a, a child of the 60s and all the 
you know, I, you know, it's the uh, 50th anniversary of Francis Moore LaPay's Diet for a Small Planet. Oh, yeah. And um, yeah, when that came out, there was that was just that really changed the world in terms of people's perception of what was good and healthy to eat. Um, and that we really had to, to, to really, um, you know, move away from meat because it was just so agriculturally intense to grow. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, good. Yeah. Well, Abby, this has been just a wonderful um, session with you. I'm so glad that uh, we've been together. Um, Thank you for having me. I really, really, it's been fun. Good, 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 good. Well, I wish you the best with um, not only your book, but with your future writing and with your future awards, because you're certainly getting a lot of awards. Again, we're talking with Dr. Abby Kaplan. You can find her at abbykaplanmd.com. That's A-B-B-Y-C-A-P-L-I-N. Abbykaplanmd.com is her physician website. And her poetry website is abbykaplan.com. She's a physician and practices mind-body medicine in San Francisco. And in addition to being a doctor, as you've heard through the show, she's also a poet who captures what's going on inside the body and combines it with extraordinary insight into what is going on inside the soul. And as you've also heard, she also has chronic condition herself. So she has all three perspectives about being a doctor, a patient, and also a poet. Abby, thanks again for being with us today. You've really given us a gift. And I I think if, you know, if there's a message we want to take from this, it's that people who have had chronic illness, the way they deal with it is not only just by coping with it, but they're also learning where their gift is. What has this shown them about themselves, either in their, you know, possibly in their ability to cope and their strength and their faith, whatever. But when you're challenged in this way, there are so many people who really find that they have other gifts to give to the world that, that takes away the focus on the deficiencies of the body. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Abby. It was great being with you. And we will see you all again next week. And as I always say at the end of every show, I wish for you to go to health. Take care. See you next week. Thank you for tuning in this week to Go to Health Radio. Be sure to join Jonathan Marks and another health expert next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. You can also catch the program on your favorite podcast platform. Until our next show, be sure to visit us on the web at gotohealthmedia.com and elevate your life. for Go to Health Radio, featuring host Jonathan Marks and health experts from around the world who bring evidence-based education from Western, alternative, and holistic practices. We bring together you, seeking relevant and proven information for your healthcare needs and reputable healthcare experts and companies who offer quality education for your benefit. Monthly, we also share continuing education for medical professionals. Listen live every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Variety. 
Follow the Voice America Variety Channel on Twitter. Our hosts always have something to say, and we know that you do too. We tweet on today's hot topics, and you're welcome to follow us. Speak up and join in at Voice AM Variety. That's at Voice AM Variety. Check out the Voice America Variety Channel on Facebook. This is the place to share and read stories about and from our hosts and shows. And you can add your voice on today's hot topics. Like us and comment on Facebook. Facebook.com forward slash Voice America Variety.